Welcome to your daily dose. It's Bob. Are you a plant owner? Are you a plant lover? Have you ever seen a plant? If you answered yes to any of these questions, this podcast is for you. Today, my botanistic buddy regales us with fascinating facts about our plant pals and the people who buy them. It's part biology, part psychology, and all Nick. Enjoy. You've been working at the Heavy for how long now? Uh, since around Valentine's Day. So right, March, so April, May, June, so July, August. Hang on, I've got to use both hands. <laughs> you go good. Six months. Six, six, six each month. Six. Okay, you should. It's six. You should be able to just work the one hand. Yeah, I just got done saying how good I am at math. Okay, I know. Yeah. I witnessed that paradox yeah. live. So, I mean... So I want to know two things. One, I want to know what you've learned about the personalities of the plants and yeah. which plants are the ones that we should all have in our homes and the ones we should really avoid yeah. just because they're punks. And also, uh, I want to know about the personality of plant buyers because people come looking like they're shopping for a pet right. when they come looking for a plant. So first, start. let's talk about the plants. What what have you found? What, what's your favorite? What's, what's the thing that we should all be looking for? One of my favorite facts so far is the spider plant, which is a great air purifier. It looks nice. It'll vine down. Um, it's the one that has a little, uh, it'll vine and then a little puffy little buds. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, has, it is not toxic for dogs and cats, but it does have the feline equivalent of LSD in it. So if your cat does eat it, it'll get super high. Oh, you shouldn't have told me that because I have one of those plants and I have two cats. Do you really? Yeah, we're going to do a little a little leery. <laughs> a little taste test? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I love those little facts. Like, I didn't know how much I would like it in general. I grew up yeah. in retail in the gift shops. And over in Daytona Beach, my family owned the gift shop, so I had to work there from a young age. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, they paid me for the most yeah, part. kind of. But... It was expected of me. I was eventually going to take them over and I had to get away from it because I didn't like it. Yeah. Uh, and retail to me was not liking uh, the customer. Because <laughs> I'm like, first of all, what are you doing buying this garbage? This is hot. Like we had five for 10 t-shirts that are just made out of, wow. I don't even know. Gauze, right? Yeah. It disintegrates after the second washing. I mean, just this, wow. this, what are you doing here? You guys. <laughs> That's Who an interesting needs, perspective, though, to have I, on your I will never like, go into a gift shop now. Well, never. Yeah, because you didn't even respect the people that would choose to buy the stuff you right. were selling. Right, well, and I didn't respect the stuff that we were selling how either. really, like, at this point in your life? Oh, from the age of zero to my early 20s. Okay, wow. Yeah. Dude, that's like your whole, that's your whole young adult life. Yeah, no, no, no. So I assumed that all of retail was like that. Oh, yeah. So I only worked a few other retail jobs as I got older, like when I was at... Um, Uh, In Daytona, I worked at a place called Media Play, Mm. which was uh, soon went out of business, but it was books, music, and uh, VHS and DVDs. Hey. And I really enjoyed that because I worked in the music department. I worked at the Virgin Megastore. Oh, that was cool. uh, Yeah. And that was fun. Yeah. Um, But it was a heck of a drive because I was going to UCF at the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was just not that much fun. But I didn't know that I would like working with plants and working in retail as much as I do. And a lot of it is because of the people Mm. that are coming in there. They're very conscientious of what they're doing. They're very thoughtful. They're very present when they're there. Interesting. Um, now, this is these are traits common to plant buyers. Do you think? Yeah, I think so because I've met quite a few now. So what? So what distill that for me? Like, what's what does differentiate? Why does somebody want a plant? What element of their personality says 
I need to go choose a plant right now. So I think part of it is right now they're spending more time at home. So yeah. I think everything's <laughs> kind of topsy-turvy they're, they're because of everything that's going on. But a lot of it is, um, I, I think there's a, there's a part that is they see uh, aspirational things on Facebook or Instagram. Somebody has a lot of plants in their house and it looks good and yeah. they want to be like that. And what I've seen with the, like the progression of some people like that who buy one plant or two plants or they want to do wall, they're coming back and they're like a little more conscientious of, okay, what plant do I need now for this space? that will you know do these things for me whether they started a mosaic yeah they need another, they need another tile yeah. to add to it to finish it out that's kind of cool that's because that says that those people care about a different aesthetic in their lives yes for sure right and they want that aesthetic to be something living something that they have to care for yeah so i think that's a that's something right there because you can go buy a painting right and put it on the wall and leave it alone but to buy a plant that's an obligation that's a to you have to keep it alive I'm on the social media for the heavy and, and porch therapy as well. And so I get a lot of questions about, hey, this isn't doing well. What can I do to help it? Are Which I think is... to tell them what to do? In many cases, yeah. Because a lot of the same things. It's yeah. overwatering, underwatering, too much light. You know, it's usually going to be <laughs> stop the... thinking dark thoughts around the plant. <laughs> I wanted, That's I the wanted... main thing. <laughs> hey, call your mom. Everything will be fine. Right? Yeah. There's got to be some something to that. But even that, it... it fills me with this sense of you know warmth and and fulfillment that people are like not just taking these things home and waiting for it to die and then just replacing it with another yeah. one they care about it yeah right so that's pretty awesome as well so i will say a couple other plant facts or yeah, yeah. plaques come on fill us up <laughs> um fiddle leaf uh, so those are the big leaf tree ones that a lot oh, of people yeah. got those guys are just jerks those okay. I consider the cats of the plant world. <laughs> Finicky, they will just trouble. Super, yeah. Do they bite? Uh, a little bit. Yeah. 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 Uh, ferns are really difficult to care for. So even though Which they're beautiful, Central Florida is like home to growing ferns. You've right? got some. I can see some out back. So if you don't care about them, they'll grow. If you yeah. try to get one in your house, you got to water it literally all the time. Oh, that's it. So okay. that's the jerky thing. Um, <laughs> And then I like to, I do like to make up little facts okay, about stuff and see if people buy it. <laughs> Appreciate you so, differentiating. From like that. there's a moss ball that lives in water oh, called yeah. a marimo. It's a, I think it was originally came out of a lake in Japan and they've been propagating them around the world. And they're really neat. They just basically sit there. Um, you can oh, put them no in water. with a fish. No, no, no. They go underwater. Oh, okay. So moss ball that lives in the water and you just change the water out once a week. You can put it in the aquarium. What I like to tell people if they ever get sick of it, you can just, it's great in the smoothie. Oh, oh, oh. And then I have to say, no, 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 please don't eat any of our plants. <laughs> and then the other one I really like is uh, the Maranta, which is the prayer plant. Oh. So it's the one where the leaves kind of fold up at night. Oh, yeah. And yeah. people love that because, you know, it looks like it's praying and stuff. And I say, I tell people like, oh, so if you get one of these and it doesn't fold up, if it doesn't pray at night, you have evil spirits in the house. <laughs> That's a good, yeah, nice. And you don't correct that one. I you do not. Them, you just let if them go they home. want to buy that, I will take that. <laughs> that is creepy. Because it could be. Hey, you don't Who's know. To say? At very least, it's an atheist. It's, it's not, an atheist it's prayer plant. It's not praying, right? <laughs> it could be. Now, if it turned the other way, I could see maybe. Oh, oh, then it's more of a Satanist plant. Probably, probably a Satanist a prayer plant. <laughs> I'm going to go draw a pentagram. <laughs>
This is your old plant pal, Nick. Another thing that working at The Heavy has reminded me, when you're passionate about what you sell, when you believe in the mission of the organization, it just doesn't seem like work. Maybe I'll see you there soon? I promise most of the plant facts I will give you will be true. Ish. Thanks for listening. <laughs>